He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. My special guest is Blake Bedsall, a dear friend, a fellow Iowan, and frontman of the band Saul. Great to have you back, buddy. How are things? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate that. Awesome. As well as I could be in 2020. Right. Right. I feel that. (laughs) Today is a big day for our friends in Saul as we prepare for the world premiere of a new song from this band. But before we get there, let's catch up a little on everything that's happened since we last spoke, Blake. And just as a refresher, Trial by Fire was the current single at that point. And this was pre-COVID-19 as well. So how have you and the guys been spending your time through the pandemic since you've been off the road? Yeah, Trial by Fire was before the pandemic. And you know, at that time, we were in the studio for a little while, and then uh, we got lucky enough to get some touring in um, with our buddies and Through Fire and uh, did a run with them, and that ended in December. So what we did is we thought we had the record done. The label gets a hold of us, and they said, hey, you know, during all this downtime, let's hit the studio and do a couple more songs, and... Uh, Yeah, one of them is the uh, premiere, so we're excited that we actually did it. It feels as though despite the obvious roadblocks that COVID-19 put up, and at least in terms of the touring aspect of Saul there, you've gotten plenty of work done. Was the majority of it done remotely among the members of the band, or were there opportunities eventually to share space together? You know, we did get together. You know, a a big thing during the pandemic was trying to make content to, you know, keep the fans up to date and do everything so we tried to get together as much as possible um you know for for live feeds and uh live shows you know facebook live and youtube live and stuff like that but we spent majority of the time doing more writing and uh really trying to dive in and 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 make some songs that were uh you know, super bangers, I guess. So that's that's where we put most of our focus. Has it given you time to learn a few new skill sets, either as a songwriter or in terms of production and recording, that sort of thing? It, I learned a lot about Zoom. <laughs> um, there's a lot that you can do on that that I didn't know before. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm glad I know it, but uh, um, I'd rather been on the road. But Obviously, yeah, I get that. Coming up, Laser's fortunate enough to have the world premiere of your brand new song, which we'll discuss more in depth here in a bit. But I did want to at least point out that Saul has teamed up with a big name in the creative process for this one. Who was it, Blake, and how did that collaboration come about? You know, I'm very excited to announce that we did work with David Draymond from Disturbed. First off, I got to say he is a great guy, super humble and down to earth, and it was an honor to work with him. It was just happenstance. Um... One of the guys at our label um, worked with Trivium, and David did some work with them. And in a roundabout way, we found out he was fans of us, and uh, he wanted to work with us. And I mean, it was it, it just the chips fell, and, and it just it worked out really well. And uh, we had to do everything over Zoom, but it was it was a great experience. I mean, what is that like for you when somebody comes and says, "You know, David Draymond's a fan of Saul, right?" Uh, it blew my mind. <laughs> I literally, I had to stop for a second. I told him to shut up like three times. Like, you freaking kidding me? <laughs> but, but it was great. I mean, because I mean, literally, who's in the rock and, and metal scene that didn't grow up with some disturbed in their life? I mean, you know, stupefied, down with the sickness. I mean. You name it, they were they were a part of everybody's lives, and I, I've been a big fan for a long time. And uh, 
uh, you know, I was just I was blown away that he he was a fan of us and wanted to do some work with us. In terms of an album, which last I heard was the game plan for Saul going forward, what bits of info are you able to share, whether that be title or release date, whatever you think you can say right at this moment? Oh man, I you know I, I don't get paid enough for this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say anything too crazy, but it is coming this year. It will be in the fall of this year. I like I'll that. I'll say that. Okay. Good. Saul frontman Blake Bedsall is my special guest. We're excited to have gotten our hands on the band's brand new song, King of Misery, which we had the world premiere of, a song on which you collaborated with Disturbed's David Draymond. Digging in just a little bit more in regards to that relationship, what were some of the major takeaways from the collaboration that you'll be able to apply going forward with Saul? You know, he's great. It, it, the, the thing that I think I learned most about David is the way he approaches the idea of like a chorus, um, like the way this song laid out, I had this chorus idea, I approached him with it, and then he kind of just, we reworked it a little bit. And like, you know, where I hit that next register and stuff like that. I mean, it's something I normally didn't do. I didn't do on Brother or Trial by Fire. But after I did it, it's something I think I'll incorporate a lot more because it gives it that epicness, you know, that I really appreciated that he brought. And, and another great thing too, I mean, David's an amazing vocalist. He's very, very good. And one thing he did for me is he got me hooked up with Melissa Cross, the guru herself. And um, I can't thank him enough for that because I started vocal lessons with her. And everything I've done to this point, I've done on my own and not really, you know, having the personal training. And, and for him to do that for me and just say, you know what, I want to hook you up and do this. I was just, I was blessed, really. You know, it's amazing, Blake. Like, you would be amazed, I think, if you don't already know that a lot of singers, more than you probably imagine, do take vocal lessons. It's like a, it's like a thing, right? It, it is. It very much is. You know, and it's something I always wanted to do, but I guess I, you know, I'm in small town, you know, 500 people. I really didn't know where to go. And for him to set that up with me, with Melissa, I mean, I was just, I was ecstatic because it's something I want to do for a long time. You know, vocals and music is what I want to do for a career for my whole life. And I was ready to take that next step. And for him to step in and help me out in that way, I was, you know, I, I, I've sent him multiple texts just thanking him. So it, it's, it's been a great relationship we've had with him. How do song ideas come to you, Blake? Are there ever circumstances where they might occur to you when you're in the middle of something and kind of have to drop what you're doing to make sure you don't forget it? All the time. <laughs> Literally all the time, um, because I think I think the best lyrics, in, in my opinion, come from just topics of conversations. Anything, it's just like you hear somebody say something, and you know they'll be like, "Oh, me just making fun of what they said," but I'm like, the way you said it was pretty freaking cool. I'm gonna text that to you quick so I can use it. And they're like, "Just yeah, you know, I, I just said it like an like an idiot, you know, just go ahead and use it." I'm like, "Okay," because that's you know it sounded cool. You know, it may have may have been backwards, you know, and. Or I may have misheard you or whatever, but it's just like, I, I really appreciate that. And it just comes from a lot of conversations I have with, you know, Zach or Will or Miles or, you know, even my dad. It's just, that's the way it comes from. Does it typically, a song idea, start with a guitar riff or a lyric, or how do you do that? Literally, we, we do, a lot of our music starts with a guitar riff. I'd say, I'd say 95% of it. But Zach and I always, we have a text lyric thread that we are always sending stuff back and forth to. So um, we'll always have an idea, and I'll, I'll just scream, you know, I'll, I'll send him a little video of like, hey, I kind of have this vocal melody, you know, and 
you know, stuff along those lines. But it generally always starts with a, uh, a guitar riff. And then we'll just go back and we'll revisit something that, you know, I sent him, you know, a month ago and be like, oh, that's, you know, that fits over the top really well. So do you ever find yourself dedicating specific time for that sort of thing? Or is that time spent doing more of the like arranging and the production stuff? I think we spend it's, it's a good even 50 50 with that, because it'll, it'll be a lot of times Zach and I, you know, we'll have a guitar riff and then we'll break it down to an acoustic guitar and really just try to get the melody right and do it that way. And then the rest of the time, we're pretty much just trying to do the composition of the song, make sure it feels right. And then, you know, make sure we have a, a slamming or a really, we, we try to do valley bridges where it really dips down and then it pops right back in that chorus. That's kind of what the kick we've been on lately. So every song kind of varies, but that's, just, that's generally our, our routine. And how much does the band rehearse a new song before you record it? And are those songs also demoed quite a bit before it's fine-tuned to the point of being ready for the studio? We try to as much as possible, but with this whole COVID thing going on, it literally, we didn't get a chance to do any of that pre-pro. We literally, we had the shell, we had the riff and everything, and we just hit the studio with these new tracks and and pretty much, you know, just laid them down and, and, and just did it from the shell up in the studio rather than doing a lot of pre-production and knowing how it's going to be. So it, it was it was a new experience. I don't necessarily... Uh, like doing it that well, but I can't. Uh, I can't argue with the end product. <laughs> the uh, title "King of Misery" is that a phrase you heard somebody utter, or where did that come from? The King of Misery. So uh, it's crazy. My dad says this saying. It's like I'm the king. I'm the king of everything. Uh, this is my domain. It's like an old saying. And uh, well, we lost our mom last year, so we kind of spun his his words because he's he's very proud of us and, and everything that we do. But we spun his, his words, and, you know, he was in a dark place after losing mom. So, you know, it's kind of poor dad, you know, how uh, at that point he kind of became the king of misery. Wow. Keeping it in the family, kind of like uh, the inspiration behind brother. I love that. Yep. yep. Wow. Very cool, Blake. I, thank you again for allowing us the opportunity to have the world premiere and to get our ears on King of Misery, the latest from Saul. And I'm going to assume, I guess, that that'll be a part of this album you're talking about coming later this year? Yes, sir. It will be uh, It will be on there for sure. Outstanding. How about Trial by Fire? I mentioned that song earlier. Is that part of the new, the new album, too? Yep, that's going to be on there as well. Yeah, we got... We got I'm telling you, this album, I am, uh, I am completely stoked about. It's it's honestly our best work yet. If you like the EP, you will love the album. Well, we can't wait to hear it, my friend. Thank you so much for that first taste, King of Misery, which you will now hear spun on Laser 103.3.